0: Hello and welcome to Fed Talks. I'm your host, EJ Fed Talks. How's everybody doing? Ah, uh, I'm going into this without a clear idea of what I'm going to talk about, uh, and I'm really just trying to get it recorded before Better Call Saul. Uh, my lack of planning is shocking. Uh, and uh, sorry about that. Got a little bit of a sniffle. I'll try not to do that again. Uh uh, also having some tech, I, I have to get a new computer. I'm gonna have to start a GoFundMe or something. Uh, but uh, in the in the spirit of of radical honesty, and since I I, I genuinely don't know what to say to start with, uh, I have talked about my anxiety in in recent weeks. Uh, and you will be pleased to know that uh, uh, my old friend Depression is coming back onto the scene. And the two are, are teaming up in just a fun, fun way. But uh, uh, just on the, the anxiety tip, uh, <laughs> just, I went to see the movie Elvis, the, the Baz Lerman one with uh, uh, Tom Hanks, is Colonel Parker. Tom Hanks doing an absolutely insane accent that I don't think approximates anything that occurs anywhere on Earth. Uh so watch and it's you know, it's 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 Boz Lerman, so it's very big. Uh there's no, no nothing quiet happens. It's all big and crazy and things are fast moving. And uh But it got to the point where bad things start to happen to Elvis. You know, his his sort of downswing starts. Uh I had an anxiety attack so bad I had to leave the theater because I knew bad things were going to happen, and I thought if I watched them, I would die. And you know this isn't this isn't a person I know. This is the fictionalization of a historic personage, uh, the details of whom I'm uh, whose life I'm fairly familiar with, and also to whom I have no emotional connection.. Uh, it should not bother me that the dramatization of, you know, events that happened 45 years ago to a person who I I have no particular uh, emotional connection at all, they should not have made me feel like that. But I, I got up and walked out and I left the theater and I went to my car and I sat there because I am losing my mind. Uh, I I... <sighs> I, I I don't know what what uh what uh you do in this situation frankly i'm uh, uh look I probably am gonna regret saying any of that on on microphone where where uh, people will know that my brain is broken uh, but hey that's where I am now uh, it sucks and I'm trying to get through it. Uh, I am taking no positive steps to get through it. Uh, I am kind of considering if I should look into, uh, uh, you know what, I'm going to put this on mic. I'll talk about it. I'm considering uh, going to one of those those legal marijuana places. I have no drug experience whatsoever, but I understand that's good for anxiety. Uh, And maybe the help of a medical professional can keep me from turning into an irritating pothead. Um, Or, but I don't know if it's good for depression. I don't, you know, because it is a depressant, as I understand it. And I I don't know that I need, I mean, I realize that's not what that literally means. But I don't know, what I should do is uh, uh, speak to a medical professional, but that 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 will not happen uh uh why hey i don't know uh this is as close as i can come to being honest about uh what's going on in my brain is talking into a microphone for an invisible audience of up to seven people uh at least a couple of whom i may not know personally uh who knows? I don't know where where this is. I just had to talk about getting up and walking out of a movie because I did not think I could handle the stress of watching a bad thing happen. Uh, and yet uh, watching, you know, Better Call Saul, for example, we're going to see some bad stuff happen these last few episodes, and that does not. I mean, there's a you know there's a reasonable amount of stress because I'm a human being with empathy, and I've been watching these characters for six to eleven years. Uh, but, I don't know, something about Elvis and the fact this was a real person, and I don't know. It's it's not. Ugh. Man, I'm starting on such a bummer. I can't think of a non-bummer to move on to, though. Holy smokes, guys. Uh, hey, how about if I talk about some things that are coming up on TV this week? Just because I, uh, I I I posted something on Spunky Bean about the things I'm looking forward to this month. So you can check that out. Uh, the A5.com, the August enthusiasm list. But, but until I get my, my head on straight, I'll talk about some things that, that are coming out this very week. Uh, Beavis and Butthead are back on Paramount+. Plus, and in theory, I'm enthusiastic about it. But, uh, uh, and, like, I think Mike Judge is pretty reliable in general. Like, uh, I got no problem with any Mike Judge material. Uh, that said, I don't know how well Beavis and Butthead are going to age. Their most recent revival, I enjoyed quite well. I, quite well. I enjoyed it quite well. That's how people talk. Uh, uh. I liked it quite a bit. I thought it was really smart. The problem is now it's 2022. We had four years of Trump. We've had, tw- you know, however many years of social media. And uh, now antisocial dipshits who don't care about who's harmed by their, their actions uh, seems less like uh, uh, something uh, escapist fun and more like the actual reality in which we live all the time. Like, you know, there's just a Beavis has a Matt Gates vibe, you know. It's it feels like it'll I don't know. There's something about it that bums me out a little, and the the ad makes it look like it's a lot of the same targets as before. So, like they're hippie teacher, and you know, look in the 90s, everything was going so well that we could we could get really mad and satirically pointed at something completely inoffensive, like, uh, you know, a teacher who wanted everybody to have good vibes. That was the most ridiculous thing. And we could really just, just spend an episode of TV, making fun of that. And, uh, you know, I think now you run the risk of falling in with the wrong crowd. Let's be honest. That guy's doing good work. That teacher whose name I can't think of wears the tie dyed shirts. We need more of that guy. Uh, honestly, dudes probably Has to worry about going to jail If he mentions that slavery existed And I don't know I feel like maybe it's time to pivot the satirical focus But I don't know if Beavis and Butthead Are the right Vehicles for that So I, I don't know uh, I'm just Not as ready to laugh At Thoughtless dummies who Hurt people and don't care uh maybe it's because I'm older, maybe it's because the world is worse. I'm hoping it's good i just i i, I have some i don't know it, it makes me feel a little there's something about it makes me feel bad uh also that's on on the fourth uh Thursday also on Thursday is Battlebots Champions, which uh will be on streaming and on regular discovery and it looks like it's really just a rebrand of bounty hunters which was a streaming exclusive last year and the premise is every episode has uh i think eight uh battle bots uh going through a seeded tournament for the right to take on sort of a legendary battle bot you know a, a tombstone or a or a, a, a uh who's the, who's the really good hammer robot uh uh, uh, damn it. No, it's not Blacksmith. It's, uh, you know, the one with the big, the big cool hammer that I can't think of now. Uh, which I should be embarrassed by, but, uh, just take my word for it. Uh, it's, 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 I like BattleBots. It's fun. Uh Uh, uh, it's, I don't know, man. It's a good show. It's, especially now as the, as the robots are getting better. Uh, beta. Beta is the... Spelled Beta, pronounced Beta. That's the one with the hammer. Uh, like when it, when it was on Comedy Central, despite not being a comedy, it was kind of a boring show because all you had to do was flip the other robot and you won. So everybody was just trying to build the thing that was a wedge lowest to the ground. And now you've got self-writers and things that can run on both sides and uh, all kinds of crazy uh, like increasingly granular technology that makes these things work better and there's so many different paths to victory. And it's also just fun when two robots with buzz saws hit each other and there's sparks everywhere. It's fun. I'm looking forward to BattleBots Champions. Uh, and then on, on Friday, I think last week I talked a little about the Sandman Uh, which is a a Netflix adaptation of of the comic Neil Gaiman did in the 90s. And uh, if I didn't mention, it was hugely important to me as a sad college student. And I think it really is beautifully written and drawn. But uh, it's so tied up with who I was at a certain point in my life that it is very hard to enjoy now. Like college, EJ needed it, and uh, old man EJ is a little embarrassed by college EJ, which is not a knock on sand. It's a, it, it's very. I have a very similar thing with uh, with uh, Kurt Vonnegut. Like I read all of his books in about a year in college, uh, sophomore year of college. I read everything he wrote, and they were immensely meaningful to me and. I cannot imagine sitting down and rereading anything except maybe Breakfast of Champions. Uh, You know, there's just some stuff that is important to you at a time in your life and it's only for that time. But having it be a TV show maybe will, you know, turning it into a new medium and not having the actual physical act of reading it on the page will maybe make it something that'll be easier for me to enjoy again. Uh, and it really looks like something people should watch because it really it really was very, very good. I just can't, it's just too tied up with that time. Uh, and also, as I'm sure I've mentioned, the main character talks in white lettering on a black balloon, which brought my eyes out of my head. Uh, the only person who can make white text on a black background consist- consistently readable is our wonderful sponsor, Tease by Summer. More on that later, I suppose. Uh, the other thing coming out on Friday is on Hulu is a movie called Prey, which you might overlook because it's a very generic title. And what it actually is, is it's a Predator prequel. <laughs> it's set 300 years in the past, where uh, a, a early version of Predator is stalking a Comanche tribe, which sounds kind of fun. But it's a little worrisome that a Predator movie is going straight to streaming. And not even like... I mean, it can go to HBO Max because Fox owns it, but you know what I mean. Like, going straight to Hulu doesn't seem as prestigious as an HBO Max opening, even though, you know, Hulu's probably my favorite streaming service. Uh, But, you know, when it's... They've had four theatrical movies and then suddenly you just move to cable, move to streaming, it's... It's kind of a vote of no confidence. Uh, Also, most predator stuff is not very good, and it is kind. I'm I'm kind of interested to see what they do with because, like, one thing about all the other movies is, really, even bullets don't do a great job fighting when you're fighting a predator. So, I wonder what they will be using in the in the 1700s that uh, could possibly. Uh, make it anything but a a regular old slaughter so that's something I'll definitely watch and probably you know possibly end up regretting but who's to say uh, I'm asking a lot of hypothetical questions uh, sorry man this episodes a mess as are they all uh this one might be kind of short because now I just want to jump into the Oh, I, I think I'm going to be recording the first episode of the the uh, uh, new format tomorrow where uh, we talk about uh, short-lived TV shows with the people who love them. Uh, it might not come out next week. I might want to bank a couple because this is turning out to be time-consuming. But I'm really excited. And I'll talk about that more next week or just put it out next week. We'll see. Uh, so how about I just jump into the franchise report and uh, we will uh, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up. This one might be short. I've gone long lately. I'll probably end up going. I always say this one's going to be short and then I go long. I'm bad at time management. Uh, so Marvel this week. And by the way, I, I hung out with my friend Billy's kid a little bit uh, this week weekend. Uh, the, the, the Billy family. It's most of my friends are part of this family, really. if you heard me mention somebody chances are they're in this family uh they had they had a lot of cousins in, and so I spent some time with various uh various members of the family, including friend of the show Tim and uh Billy's son, who is a child whose age I can't say for certain because all kids look kind of alike to me, but he's maybe seven uh He's this fun kid uh, and he really likes Marvel stuff. And obviously he wanted to talk about it. And I uh, told him about the movies and shows planned for the next couple years. And uh, some of them blew his mind. And some of them I had to explain what they were to him. And then he got real excited. Like he'd never heard of Thunderbolts before. But once I told them what Thunderbolts were, uh, and the weird thing is when I told him about Thunderbolts, he said, oh, is Red Hulk going to be in it? and there is a red hulk character but he's never appeared in any of the shows or movies and he's not even that associated with the thunderbolts frankly there was like one run of about a year where he was involved uh, and it was just like how how does he even know that i guess the kids pick up stuff but it was really weird to see this obscurish character from you know 10 12 years ago uh, this this little kid just knows who he is uh, also, my guess is they probably won't do Red Hulk because he's the uh, Hulk form of General Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross, who was played by uh, uh, noted spousal abuser uh, William Hurt, who has since passed away. Uh, so my guess is they probably won't go that route, but they maybe they'll just make another character be Red Hulk, or maybe there won't be a Red Hulk. Maybe it'll be Abomination. Look, I'm not here to speculate, except that's what I'm doing. Uh, anyway, my movies this week, I watched, uh, uh Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and I sort of had a similar reaction as I did with Ant-Man, but a little stronger where it's done. And I'm thinking, is it possible this is my favorite movie? I have no complaints about Guardians of the Galaxy 2. It, it that is a wild thing to say, but it is so, it is so perfectly executed. I think the action scenes are good. The jokes are funny all the emotional beats hit. Uh, like there's a, a bit at the end where, where I cried because uh, yeah, I can spoil it. This movie came out five years ago. and If you're listening to this, you've probably seen your Marvel movies. Uh, uh, Yandu dies. And the big emotional climax is that he gets a ravager funeral. And like, I'm in tears. And even though I have never heard those two words next to each other before, like it is an entirely new concept in my experience, and it suddenly means so much to me that <laughs> that he got a Ravager funeral. Uh and partly that's just James Gunn being really good at getting these emotional emotional ideas across with very little setup. Uh it's I like how much of the plot hinges on Rocket being a dick because he's he's trying to drive friends away because he hates himself. Uh, nothing that I can relate with at all, relate to at all. Uh, completely foreign idea. It was weird to see it dramatized. I can't even imagine such a thing happening. Uh, man, everything, it, it all just hits so well. Uh, one thing that is, is funny now is the whole thing about uh, uh, Kurt Russell being a celestial which was fine then, and then four years later they made Eternals, which is a completely different version of Celestials. And you can fan wank an explanation for what that means, but also, who cares? It's fine. Uh, You know, one thing about comics and then movies based on comics, they end up contradicting each other all the time just because you don't necessarily know what someone's going to do four years down the line it happens if you want to sit and try to cover over every every continuity bloop uh you know then i recommend reading 90s x-men spin-off titles because that's what every issue was or uh alternatively read every comic uh, roy thomas ever wrote for dc holy smokes that guy he's a very old man why am i slamming him uh but yeah, I mean, so it doesn't It's just one of those things that's kind of funny, like uh, the first Doctor Strange throwing around the word multiverse really casually. Uh, but oh man, it's so good. I love it. I want to. I if I had to watch that movie again right now, I would not be bummed. I'd I'd have a I'd have a good time. Um, I'm excited for the sequel next year. Uh, This one, like we talked about a little with Doctor Strange last week, six years between between movies. But, you know, in this case, again, they're they're pretty heavily featured in Endgame or Infinity War. And then Rocket and Nebula are major characters in Endgame. And they're in Thor a little bit this year. And there was a whole thing with James Gunn getting fired and then rehired because uh, essentially the conservative trolls, uh, uh, hassle Disney. It's dumb. I don't want to get into it, but, uh, you know, so it will be, it'll, it'll be fun to see those guys again in a, a full length thing. Uh, but yeah, I'd watch guardians of the galaxy movies forever. They're great. Uh, this is, I'm going to say right now, having not finished the run, definitely my favorite Marvel movie and like I say, I could. I mean, there's no way it's my favorite movie, right? You, I could make a case for it right here and now if I had to. I don't necessarily know that I want to want to put that one down in pen, you know. But it's great. Also, I think we all forgot about Baby Groot when Baby Yoda yeah, 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 yeah. when Baby Yoda showed up. But uh, we can't overlook that Baby Groot is very cute and funny, and uh, I think he is still should be your go to for little guy memes. Uh oh that part where he's trying to get Yandu's fin <laughs> and they keep trying to explain to him what they need he just brings back like a desk or a prosthetic eye or a sleeping dude uh it's it's really funny he's such a funny little man uh so that's great i got no also the credits end with a song about the events of Guardians of the Galaxy 2 which I don't know how I forgot that, but wow. Perfect movie, 10 thumbs up. Uh, And then over in in the James Bond series, got kind of important one. It was A View to a Kill, which is the last Roger Moore movie. After doing more Bonds than anybody, because we don't count Never Say Never Again, uh, he's hanging it up at the age of 56. And... I've discovered a new appreci- appreciation for Roger Bohr, but he is clearly very tired in this movie. Uh reasonably so, I think. Uh they made them on a very fast schedule too. There's a few, seven movies in in you know 14 years. That's that's a pretty speedy turnover. Uh So here's the thing. I will say right now it is not a good movie it's you know part of it is is, again covering for the fact that he's old and that's a like it's maybe the second or third more movie that has a a skiing based uh pre-credits scene which is largely because the big puffy coats means you can just have a stuntman in the action scenes and not worry about it it also has the terrible moment where he is snowboarding at one point and uh, uh, California Girls comes up on the soundtrack which is dumb as hell and also I am never happy to hear the Beach Boys Um, that's not something I like it's it's not intrinsic to my character that I hate the Beach Boys it was more just a thing I realized watching that I'm like oh I have never enjoyed one moment of hearing a Beach Boys song Uh, and it's, it's, uh, I mean, the plot is straight up dumb because the villain, Christopher Walken as Max Zorn, back to him in a second, uh, wants to flood Silicon Valley. So he's the only person, he controls the supply of microchips, which, you know, as a supervillain plan, fine. The only problem is they don't make microchips in Silicon Valley. It's, that's where they use them. So, all he's doing is eliminating the market for his product, not the not the competitors. So it's it's <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous. At <laughs> yeah, no point did that uh, stop anybody involved with the production of this movie. Uh, Christopher Walken is fun because he's at that that phase in his career when he sort of passed his Oscar winner. Uh, serious actor but he hasn't quite hit like crazy character actor guy which i think is is what uh batman returns kind of establishes him uh, that's still a few years away that's that's like the birth of the christopher walken we know so he's sort of halfway between regular actor and weird guy and it is a weird performance it's really fun like he's maybe the first guy who's just sort of enjoyed being a villain. Like he's 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 shooting people that he's going that are also going to drown. Like he's just he's gunning down the people he betrayed because drowning them will take too long and just having a great time doing it. Um. So that that's fun. Uh, uh Grace Jones is his uh, sidekick and later uh, becomes a bond ally after he betrays her also. And uh, it's weird that for, for a few years, Grace Jones was so, she's in so many things and that kind of goes away. And like, I think it's just because she's a cool image. Like she doesn't really do a lot of acting in this. She just stands in is big and cool. Um, uh and she at the time was dating Dolph Lundgren and so he was on the set when they needed a guy to play a bodyguard and uh, uh so this is Dolph Lundgren's first movie he has no dialogue but when you see him it's like oh hey that's Dolph Lundgren uh Tanya Roberts is the the f- female lead and she she's fairly boring uh and she's she's there's not a lot of sexual tension in this one with uh, you know, Roger Moore even admit he was he was put off by when we found out he was older than her mother. Um, you know, after a bunch of movies of having having uh, the lead females be other agents, she's just kind of always yelling for help. Uh, this does have him using a, an alias of St. John Smith, which I was trying to figure out how to spell, but when it appears on screen, it's Saint John Smith. And but everybody pronounces it Sinjin, which I assume is just a British thing. Uh but I don't know, it's it's you really gotta you really gotta massage those two words to turn it into Sinjin. But I think the important thing is uh after he tries to flood Silicon Valley, Max Zorn and his people escape in a blimp. And at one point they sneak up on Tanya Roberts in the blimp to abduct her. <laughs> a famously noisy mode of transportation the blimp is and this then that it also has a uh, uh Roger Moore and Christopher Walken having an axe fight on top of the golden gate bridge uh and then a guy tries to throw cartoon dynamite at them so this movie's not good but it's it's awesome it's so fun um so I am really I'm really glad I'm doing this cuz I've the Roger Moore movie, there are... Look, Moonraker is bad. Man with the Golden Gun is bad. This kind of transcends and lives in this liminal space between bad and awesome. But even those two bad ones, uh, other than when uh, Moonraker really drags after a certain point, but they've all been fun to watch, and I don't get bored like I do with the Sean Cottery movies. Uh Honestly, You Only Live Twice is the only Sean Connery movie that's not at least partially boring. So that has been great. We salute you, Roger Moore. Uh, it's also Lois Maxwell's last movie is Money Penny. We're going to get a new Bond in next week when we meet Timothy Dalton. Uh, also, this one is, is notable. Uh, it's my friend Becky's favorite Bond movie, even though I don't think she's ever seen it because it has the Duran Duran theme song which uh, was like a legitimate hit outside of the movie. And it references the title only briefly. You have definitely heard the song. It's the dance into the fire. That didn't sound good, but it was enough to give you an idea. You've heard the song. It's it's a great theme. Uh, yeah, super fun. Loved watching A View to a Kill. It's not what I'm going to re-watch real soon again, because like I said, it's in a it's not great but also it's great uh so that is gonna wrap it up um i'll just remind you to check out our awesome sponsor Tease by summer Tease by com. uh really great t-shirts and mugs and uh uh water bottle uh it's, it's, it's all very good. there's every every you know what every product in there I would recommend and in fact have purchased. That's right. you think I'm getting free stuff for doing these ads? I'm getting nothing except the satisfaction of of connecting people to good t-shirts and mugs. Uh, just yeah, I got no complaints. Uh, I'm very close to having to buy all the shirts again in a smaller size and I am excited about that. Uh, I have not bought any other new clothes, uh, for my weight loss because I assume I'll put it back on, but I, I, you think I'm going to go, think I'm going to go without Tease by Summer for however long it takes me to get depressed and, uh, and lose all of my progress? No, I'll have, I'll have two separate sets, one for Big EJ, one for Little EJ, uh, also I should just say I went to a, a restaurant I use I that I go to fairly regularly when I'm not scared of getting getting a virus. Uh and there was a server there I hadn't seen in a long time. And she apparently was asking her her coworkers, uh doesn't that guy look like a thin version of EJ? <laughs> so that made me feel kind of good. But oh, Look Here's the thing. It feels weird knowing people were aware of me being fat. I mean, obviously, they could see it. So why wouldn't they be aware? But it just seems it seems like nobody should have thought about it. Uh, that's a weird thing to say. I take it back. I don't know. Do what you want. Uh, anyway, so get something from teasedbysummer.com. Let me know what you bought. Uh, I ordered an Apive shirt for my friend Sam. He goes out wearing T-shirts all the time. He's going to look so cool. Uh, speaking of the API, you can check out my August enthusiasm list. Uh, I will try to do stuff tying into the the upcoming TV-based episodes. Um, I'm really going to try to do more stuff. Uh, once my brain works better, oh boy. Uh, you can reach me on Instagram at EJ underscore Fetus, Twitter at EJ Fetus. Uh, You can email the show at fedtalks at yahoo.com. Um, I'm wondering if I should get social media accounts for the, for the, the sh- separate accounts for the show simply because, uh, uh, maybe there'll be a better way to promote it when the show has a theme. Um, look, we'll see. Anyway, get back with me. I'll see you next week. Uh, wish me luck. Have a good day. Bye. FedTalks is a Faux boys production. Wee, 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 wee!